to some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Um, Halloween. You know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters. I'm Ollie. And we are Creeping It in the Family, a podcast where we dish details about all things horror. Episode 69, Case 69. 30. I really wish I'd have saved episode 39 for Case 39. It would have been a good one. I, I was I thinking that think. when I was writing it down. So was I. I didn't think. Uh, your recommendation this week. It was. A film. Yeah, uh, I saw it on Sky Movies a few years ago and I've never heard anything about it. And I just stuck it on because I quite like Renee Zellweger, uh, the actress who plays Emily. Is that Bridget and, Jones? Yeah, Bridget Jones. So. And... I uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a. Uh, I got after like 10, 15 minutes. Well, originally I, the the quality I was watching was a shit one. And I was like, oh, you should have told me I rented it from Amazon Prime. Oh, did you? I was like, I can't be bothered with it. But then I ended up watching a good copy, and it was the first ten minutes. I was kind of thinking, ah, oh, like, I bet I can see what's coming here. But it was it was actually quite a good film. I enjoyed it. I'd uh, I'd watch it again. It's definitely not like a. I won't say it was a hidden gem, but it was a good film. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. It Did was different. It was something different. It, you was right saying it's it's not it's a horror, but it's not really a horror. Yeah. I, th- I think once I accepted that this this isn't going to be a horror film, it's more it, it is, but it's like horror thriller kind of thing in it. And, and once I accepted it, wasn't going to be like insidious level of demon and stuff like that. And it 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 was more about Emily than it was the lily lily yeah it was more about her like the struggle of her and her getting through it and stuff but it, i did enjoy it it was a good film yeah it, it'd be it. one for people who are massively into horror but this has got a little touch of it do you know what i mean yeah there's a bit of mild it horror yeah mild horror yeah i agree so i can just see from the top of your thing bridget jones <laughs> and then the next one's american sniper doug is is a sniper out of america oh bradley cooper yeah chris carroll Okay, right, let's take it from the very beginning then. So it opens up with two parents and a little girl and they're sort of like creeping and looking at her and she looks at them and says, I can see you. And it, it sort of looks like they're spying on her and that gives us the... <laughs> that was Biggs and Angus. And so it gives the impression that something's not quite right there. Yeah. There's immediately something not right. And then it cuts to Renee Zellweger, Bridget Jones, a.k.a. Emily. And she's a social worker. And she seems firm but fair. And her boss gives her another case, despite the fact that she's snowed under with work. Yeah. And, she's, and you can see she's got a lot of kids, because at the very start, she's also talking uh, to a kid called Diego and his parents. And so yeah. she's got a lot on. And so he gives a case 39 anyway, is obviously the story of the film title. Mm. Ingenious, really. The same girl... Uh, we saw at the beginning with the two parents is the girl who was in case 39. So her name's Lily and she's been suffering severe neglect. So she's fallen asleep a lot in class. So she doesn't sleep at home. She falls asleep a lot in class and her grades have dropped from A's to D's. And so there's been a bit of concern there. Yeah. So she meets up with Doug, who is played by Bradley Cooper. And they seem like the sort of, Friends, but they want a little bit more yeah. than that. But her work sort it of preventing it. Yeah, it's it's important to know that Emily. You get um, I think there's like kind of two people in in film who, when it in regards to the job. There's the ones who are really passionate about it, and the ones who are just there for the money. You know, like in in Saw, the insurance company, just there for the money. They don't actually care about the customers. Yeah. Whereas Emily's a polar opposite. Like she, she can't recuse, she can't them. 
she can't refuse new work and overloading because she doesn't see it as that's more work for me. She sees it as that's another child that might need my help. So yeah. Emily's very uh, invested in her job. Yeah. Which is we- why she can't, her and Doug don't go the extra mile and, and become a couple. Is which, what you get which is also surprising because Doug and Emily seem to cross paths quite a lot in work because yeah. he's a psychologist. Yeah. And so it... It, they, they sort of brush over each other at work, but as I say, he wants more. She looks like she wants more, but she just knows she doesn't have the time to do so. Yeah. So the next day, she pays a visit to the girl and her family, and the parents seem really rude and withdrawn. Yeah. Like, the, the husband won't even talk to her. They, the, I, I called it here, well, not called it, but I said it. The, the dad and the mum in this film, when I watched at that point, I said, they're not, they're not the antagonists because they are... The, the, it, the make them look like they're, they're too, too bad much a parent. Of a bad guy. Yeah, and it makes you think, well, there's definitely something uh, deeper lying than what meets the eye here, which is when I instantly thought, right, well, the child's now the problem. Like, but the film makes you want to think that, oh, the child's like, if I probably hadn't watched Orphan, I'd have maybe, I'd have maybe not. It is very quite, very ma- similar maybe to thought, Orphan. Oh, poor in that kid, way. but in this one, I was thinking, now there's something not right about her. Like, if the parents are oh, just acting like this for no reason. But Lily does seem terrified of her parents. Like, when they're all sitting together, she doesn't look at them. Yeah. She's. I do wonder why the husband won't talk to the social worker, though. That's always an interesting one. It, it, yeah, it is. Um, unless it, she un, told unless, him not unle- to. Unless it's because... the So what Lily w- w- works off is she... Whenever she gets a new owner, family. essentially, yeah, a family, a new guardian, she goes for the people that the guardian's closest to. So maybe mm-hmm. by the dad not interacting and the mum being very apprehensive, they're trying to protect her and think, if, I, if we develop a bond or we we show any type of friendliness towards her and Lily might kill her. That that could be a reason. Yeah, and also I've just thought as well, it's the sort of the same reason that uh, Emily doesn't want to palm her off because she goes to a new family because she then starts killing off yeah. the other family members. So it could be that they're, they don't want the social to take her away yeah. because she will end up placed with another family. And so it's the idea of the trying to protect the world sort yeah. of thing, and the only way they can do it is by killing her. Do you know? Um, do you know the name of the actor that played Lily? Yeah, um, it's like Joelle or something. R- like regardless, that. She's, she's played it so she's well. She's very good. She's in a few horror films, but uh, but she, she's in quite a few horror films. I've seen her in a few things. She's very good. She was probably the standout in this film, like, in terms of like she just. She portrayed that innocent, sweet girl so well, and then even even when she was when she was discovered later on for what she was, that the like cockiness in her voice while she that that like I think cockiness is quite um it's quite a mature concept to grasp. Like you're not really cocky like until you're older. Do you know what, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? Like kids don't really you get develop that. So, it. so for her to um, portray that so well, like and like the smiles on her face while she was saying, I just thought God, she'd like such a. It was such a believable character to, to, yeah. to watch. It's going to bug me now because I have seen her in a really good film. I think it is another horror film as well. And she's very good in that as well. She's very talented. But yeah, she does. She she puts on the act that she's terrified of her parents. She doesn't want to talk. And then the next time we see them is uh, Emily and Wayne, who is her boss, yeah. call the family in for a meeting. And the husband's suddenly very talkative. He's very much like, uh, no, we we love her. She's our little girl, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he is putting on the sort of 
I don't know, doting dad role really. Yeah. It's like, you know, she she can't fall asleep because she's having nightmares. It could be nightmares, it could be this, it could be that. And he doesn't want her taken away. So Emily then asks for five minutes with Lily because Wayne says there isn't a problem. It's like, you know, there's no physical signs of neglect or abuse or anything like that. We can't take a child away unless we've got a case. So that means she'd be wiped from the file completely. She tells Emily a parent hate her and that they talk about sending her to hell. Instantly this is when I thought, right, so it's it's a demon it's some type of supernatural demon. Yeah. Like that that's that's the case now. But then Emily gets to gets her to record this and she closes up and she she says no and it, I, I I didn't say that. That's yeah. that's nothing. And so the family sort of are allowed to go and that's really the end of it. But Emily knows something's not quite right. And so she goes to a police officer friend called Mike and she tries to convince him to take the case, but he won't without actual evidence. Which is fair enough. Yeah, and that's completely fair enough. You know, it'd have been it'd have been unrealistic if the police guy was like, Yeah, let's let's go investigate, blah blah blah. He was sort of just he was good in the film as well. Yeah. It, it was a very talented cast. Yeah. Nobody let anybody down. And he did mention that he's had he nearly got lost his job previously for taking Emily's word for something, which makes you think maybe not like this serious, but a similar thing's happened before, She's been where, wrong before where he's he's over like gone past his jurisdiction and, and investigated something which he didn't have the right to do due to no evidence and yeah. sounds like he nearly lost his job over it, so he's quite apprehensive to just take her judgment. Yeah. So I don't know whether Emily just following up. I don't know whether she's allowed to do this, but she meets Lily outside of I don't the school. Think it could be. I don't Not when think it's no appropriate. Case. Yeah, the, the, she's got no grounds to have anything to do with that kid anymore. So that that is that would be inappropriate, I'd imagine. Yeah, she's sort of risking risking a job. I'd imagine. That. I'd imagine anyone in social services, if they, if they're going to have contact with someone's child, the parents must be made aware of it. Yeah, like, and that that's kind of a uh, a stab in the back, like in terms of her. What she'd, her jurisdiction, what she'd be allowed to do, because surely it won't be allowed to, to go find the kids on their own without yeah. a parent's knowledge. So Lily asks Emily that if I disappear, will you come look for me? And that triggers Emily completely. She's like, there's something not right here. Yeah. Something's going to happen. And Emily then definitely isn't allowed to do this, but gives her... Uh, gives Lily a home phone number yeah. and says, if you ever feel scared or you ever feel worried or frightened, then you need to give me a ring if you ever feel like you're in danger. So later on at night, she rings Doug and Doug's not there and she leaves this message and hangs up and then Lily rings back yeah. and she says that there's something wrong, they're coming to get me, but she's fallen asleep under the bed. Yeah. And this is some weak-ass demon, to be fair. Yeah, like, definitely. I didn't realise demons needed sleep. Bearing in mind, she also drowned at the end, and I don't think you could drown a demon, so... I don't know. I don't know if it's... I'd, I'd, I'd have thought it'd have been brought into some sort of practice by now. If it was in the Bible or something, you can drown them. Do you know all Only the, in holy all water. The demon, all the demon <laughs> films with sin where it's... Yeah, exactly. All the demon films with sin where they've been trying to get rid of one or just drown it. And it was a physical demon as well. It wasn't one that could just, like, appear in smoke and yeah. mirrors. It was, like, it was there, wasn't yeah. it? Hmm, interesting. Can demons be drowned? You can answer this for us on the uh, comments page on Instagram. That's where we've done it. So after this, the, the Lily's fallen asleep and the parents take her and put her in the oven. Now this scene was fucking intense. Good scene, yeah. It was very. I think it's my favourite one of the entire film. It's just it, it happened me. early on. I I have a feeling that I know what yours will be. I don't think you will. Well, I let you have one guess now. Doug's Hornets. No. Is it not? No. What was your, what was your favourite? My favourite scene, and it's, 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 it's very, um, 
like out of the ordinary for me to like a scene that's more based on dialogue than it is action. Because I don't it like where she, he was anal- they were talking in the interview between Doug and Lily. Like, yeah, that was ju- just good. the acting from Lily, I was like, fucking hell. And when she turned it around and started interviewing me, I was like, gee, that's when I thought she is acting this role like so well. Yeah, that was good. That, that was, was my second scene. guess, though. Was it? Yeah, that would have been my second guess, but the first was the Hornets. But we'll come on to it. So uh, Emily is flying through the city and she's trying to get to Lily's house. She rings Mike as well and she's saying, you know, there's something wrong, you need to follow me. And it's like, I'm not doing this again. And she's like, no, there's something wrong, she's in trouble. And so they both end up at a house. Meanwhile, uh, Lily's being just locked into an oven. The gas has been put on, she's coughing, the fire has been lit. She, they're, They're trying to burn her. Yeah. Like, burn her to death. I mean, if there was a way to do it, there's a way to do it. Like, smashed it. So it's a definitely an unorthodox way to get rid of one, isn't it? And you got to think that must be... Well, I suppose they said they've been with her 10 years, but you're still putting your daughter in an oven. Like, yeah, that it must, must be hard. Totally, she, they must have been driven to the very end. Well, what I don't understand is, was she, was she their biological daughter? He says, so. she, he says yeah. He says that when, when we... We've go, been with her for yeah, 10 years. It, it, I think that was a biological daughter. So how did she get a demon in there's, there's no her? explanation to it, is there? There's, there's literally but none. Would it have ruined it if there was an explanation to it? Maybe like I can maybe left it maybe for a like, se- they maybe left it for a sequel or something. Maybe. You, don't, you don't know. Or like a deal with it, like they did a deal with the devil. Yeah, or something like that. And potentially, in yeah. Like that's what happened. That was sort of my theory with it, but I can't make any promises. And it's not as if they lived in like an extravagantly rich home or anything. Yeah. So I I couldn't quite process that one, but it's it's not a massive deal. I'd like to know why though. But Mike absolutely fucks up the parents. Lily is absolutely terrified, and. She, uh, Emily manages to get Lily out of the oven. He's putting damp cloths on her because yeah. she's burnt and you know in pain. Oh, and that cook shot to the broken jaw. Yeah, minging that. Uh, that was good. You know what? That rivals an Achilles heel for me. I yeah. was sort of like, I felt like my jaw needed cracking after I saw it. I was yeah. like, ah. Uh, so Doug is counselling Lily in hospital, and Emily comes over afterwards and Doug's like, you know, she says it's all her fault. She feels like she's blowing herself the usual. It's a stereotype. Because at this point, she needs to be charming. She needs everybody to love her because she needs to go to this home. So then Emily comes in and says that she's going to go to a state home. And Lily's not happy with that. She says, well, why can't I live with you? And Emily sort of says it's inappropriate. I've got your case. It's this, it's that. But in the end, she does actually end up trying to get Lily to live with her. I think it was at this point, um, it might be just just after, but it was around this, when the sentencing was done for the parents, because what did they get, like a life, I'm guessing? No, they got... Well, the, the, they well, were the, no, yeah, they were committed to an asylum, an, an asylum which is when Emily was kicking off and said before everything had a diagnos- diagnosis and a justification. And I just thought that's actually true in the real world, isn't it? Like nowadays you can commit the most gruesome crime. And then just say... And it, there's got to be a reason, there has to be a reason if that reason is being, you have a, a, a mental disability or like whatever, then it's, oh, there's a reason why they did that. Like what humans just need to have a reason as to why stuff happens. Mm. I don't think we can accept that stuff just, people just act, act that way, people do those actions. Like the human brain just just had the, to us. That's why people investigate him so much, and that's why we all watch these fucking serial killer documentaries on Netflix because we just Shit we me. just want to understand why it happens. I was watching this thing on Prime Video last night, and I was absolutely bawling my eyes out. And it was called Allison, and it was a, a it's a documentary about something that happened to a woman in nineteen ninety four. And I've decided that's what I'm going to do as my side episode next week because fuck me, was it intense? Nice. I was crying my eyes out. 
but it was good. But sorry, side off. But yeah, they they tried the people who did what they did tried to plead insanity and say that there were demons within them and stuff like yeah. that. And so, yeah, I just thought, why not? We'll do that instead. Anyway, she asks Wayne if she can foster Lily uh, until she goes to a good home, and she has to do. She has to go through quite a lot. She has to go through a panel. She has to do this, do that. So it does show that she's got a severe bond with Lily at this point. Yeah. And she, I do like the scene where she sidles up next to her and she's like, no more visits. And Lily's like, what? Why? Yeah. And she's like, because like, you're coming home with me. And she's so happy. And it, I just wish she wanted a demon at that point. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's they a did, happy they, they ending. They did have a good bond, yeah. Yeah, it was good. So then afterwards, she has to go and pick things up from Lily's house and we start seeing things that aren't quite right. So there's not like abuse of torture implements or anything like that. But there's things like a massive cement hole. There's lots of religious items around yeah. the house. And also there's a lock on the parents' door yeah. and scratches. From where they've pushed a set, pushed from, a set of drawers. Yeah. yeah, from where they've pushed sets of drawers in and things like that. And that sort of gives us a hint as in to say, so they weren't harming us. They, they weren't were just, going after her. They were trying they to were stop, trying her, to coming stop her coming us. for them. But it's not really picked up on until later. Next, Lily is in group therapy with the other kid from the beginning, Diego. Oh, this was so sad. Yeah. This broke my heart, this bit. And she's, uh, nothing said or anything like that, but she's becoming a lot more talkative. She's whispering to Diego and, she, you know, it seems like she's coming out of her shell a little bit. And then the next morning, Emily goes into work and Wayne's looking for her. And it turns out that Diego killed both of his parents with a tire iron. Can I just say, like, I can't see a good side to have a kid having group therapy. Like, kids that deep. Like, maybe with little things like bullying and stuff. But surely as a kid, you don't want to be sat there and, like, imagine how depressing that is hearing loads of other kids, like, traumatic stories about how their dad hits them or... Do you know what I mean? You see, I think it builds a connection though, doesn't it? I think it's so. I know, of but like... even so, I think I think the most important thing as a parent is to keep your kids protected from the the real world, like how, how shit it really can be, until they get a bit older and understand it a bit more. Like kids at that age shouldn't be listening to trauma stories, getting whacked by parents and parents beating each other up. And well, I, I just I just don't think it'd be a good idea. It encourages people to talk. It brings out. It's sort of like why you sit a quiet child next to a louder child in a in a classroom. I know, but the, when you're talking about stories as gruesome as they are, I just think that you But you then we don't know whether they're necessarily talking about the gruesome stories. Well, Diego's could... talking about it, isn't he? No, not... I thought he was talking about how his mum and dad are and stuff. Oh, yeah, he does, but it, they don't go into detail. It's not like a I, I just wouldn't want my kid going into something like that. I just think you, 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 you release him to the the negativity of the world far too soon. Mm, I don't know. I feel like if, if it was a... If it was a malpractice, I feel like the... They'd pick up on it. I do think it's good for a certain thing. But as I say, not not every case of therapy works for every different yeah. person. So it just depends what you, you who you are and how you react to things. So it turns out that Diego killed both his parents. This was quite a graphic scene. So she goes to the house and it, they walk in and there's like a flashback scene. And yeah. the mum and dad are, were laid in the bed. Diego smacked him with a tire iron, and they're just like blood spattering everywhere. And the scene is gruesome, yeah. like at the end, like where there's blood just covering it. And poor Diego is sitting in a holding cell, and he's absolutely sobbing. And he's like, "I killed my mum and dad," and he's he's heartbroken. Like yeah. he he really is caught up about it, and. Emily is equally as cut up as well. This is an important thing to mention because she goes to Doug while because they're all at the beach 
and Lily's off playing, but Emily's crying and does comfort in her and is like, you can't save every child. Yeah. Like, it, it's not possible. And I feel like when I was younger, I think I, I would have liked to go into social work, but I feel like I'm too sensitive. Like, I don't... If I, if I knew I that one kid was still suffering, it, it must be difficult because you... A lot of the time, your hands are tied. You're always answering to a higher power. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was going to say. I, I wouldn't like to do it just because it's it's a job that you take home with you every day. And then on top of that, the, the system in many ways, like not just in terms of like child abuse or um, parenting, is not great. So you, you, the only thing you'll get frustrated at is a system which you could have do nothing to change. Yeah. So you might, like, like the film shows, you might, you might know and they've seen firsthand that there's a there's a child being seriously mistreated but because of the way the system works it, nothing will get done about it and you've got to sleep every night thinking that child you, you're laid there thinking well what that yeah going I, I, right I won't now. be able to do it i do take my hat off to social work because i feel like it's a it's a thankless job a lot of the time yeah. because so many kids slip through the net and it must be really difficult so Lily and Emily are then talking about Emily's childhood and Lily is very observant. So it's things like, um, she'll say, but you, uh, you, you weren't happy or something like that. And Emily says, well, why? And she's like, well, you don't like to talk about it. Yeah. Like, you know, you change the subject. And she is, she's very, she's very observant. Yeah. She's an observant child. And she ends up going through Emily's things and has a picture of Emily as a child. And she just says she wants to get to know Emily better and she wants to know about her. And I feel like Emily deals with this quite well. Cause yeah, she does. Especially because em Emily's had a traumatic past herself. And, you know, to drag all that up can't yeah. be healthy for her. And she, you know, but she takes it in a stride. However, the sinister thing behind it is she was looking at that picture to get a look at what... And it's Lily learning her weaknesses. It's learning what, yeah. what, what her heartstrings are held up by, like what how to get... Like how to make get a reaction. Yeah, get a reaction and deeper down the line when things hit the fan, she knows who her close friends are, who who to go for, who would upset her the most and she's just gathering information, that's it. And Lily says she's like it's like you and your mum. So now she knows what her and her mum looks like. She can project a vision yeah. later on of her and her mum. It's very sinister. But then Emily and Mike are chatting and eating Chinese and Mike reveals that the last call that was on Diego's house phone we came from emily's house and yeah. emily's like well i didn't ring them maybe last week but not but certainly not the last night like that yeah. definitely didn't happen and they interrogate lily but she promises that she didn't do it yeah at this point how would you feel as emily um i, I don't know it's, it's easy to say when we're watching a film because we know that this this has got to have a twist and it's like not everything as it seems whereas if you're living that in real life you're really going to think that a 10 year old convinced or however old she is convinced um another minor to brutally murder the uh, brutally murder the parents like i i think i think to be fair that the writing did a good job of making her react in a natural way she didn't instantly go towards emily and think she's done this but at the same time she wasn't like screaming at people saying no not a chance not a chance she was she was just quite kind of taken aback by it and not not really knowing what what was said yeah. the cops are past it but even then the cop the, the cop didn't think that she... She didn't even think that she she told him to do that, did he? He just said she's just a manipulative child. Yeah, like, he she's said not, she's she's a lot... She's not he, a lot... She's he, a lying child. She's a deceitful child. She's so a deceptive child. It, even the cop who, who said, like, he's, he, he mentions it quite a few times throughout the film, like how he's seen um, 
the most brutal things come from the most normal people and it's it's always the people that you don't expect and are quite like like anyone can be capable of doing this yeah. so even it, even him as a cop and seeing these things happen and probably having to investigate him even he doesn't point the finger out thinking yeah she definitely told him to kill his parents even it's just like brushing it under the rug yeah i agree so later on emily and diego were talking once again in his holding cell and she asked diego about the phone call she says you've got a phone call from my house and diego just has a full-on panic attack like yeah. he, he completely loses it and admits that lily called him and when he's in the hospital bay and she's asking about the phone call again he says it was a man yeah and so whatever's in lily has this sort of like male persona yeah and so it can't be pinned on lily which is interesting yeah but emily does start getting suspicious of her so Doug comes in and starts asking questions. So this is your favourite scene. So I'll yeah. let you take the reins on this one. It's just, um, it, it's basically, I think it's like a little therapy session that Doug's supposed to be having with Lily. And he is asking, like, she, he gets her to fill out this questionnaire where there's a lot of, like, yes, no, yes, no's. And surprisingly, it was... It was like, what and what are you afraid of? And yeah, and it was like nothing. And it, and it, it made, it, I think it brought attention to Doug because it made Lily seem quite cold. Like, she doesn't really have any emotions. And then it, the whole time Lily's like happy and bouncing and smiling. And the thing that I like is she never, she, <coughs> sorry, she never loses that touch. Like even when she's threatening him later on in the interview, she's still like saying it in like a, like. with a spring in her step. Yeah, as if they're having a normal conversation. And Doug, you can see throughout the interview, Doug's getting taken aback. And then she starts using quite, um, I can't remember the exact words, but she's quite using like, faddle uh, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, she, she uses words that a child shouldn't shouldn't know yeah. yet not not in like a gruesome way but they're just quite complex words and words that you want it like oh, even I, I didn't know it and it's the bit where she's like and you seem to come across quite smug do you want me to explain that to you as yeah, well so and i was like oh and you can see doug closer and closer being like what, what's going on like this is this is bizarre and then she starts asking doug the questions and i think doug the, the he knew something went right but the professionalism in him and the um therapist in him mm. kind of like even though you think this isn't right you're still getting answers so he starts following by her rules and she asks him what is your um, what are you scared of and he explains about he got stung by a hornet hornet but he's given her that information well that as soon as I, as soon as he said that i put um so doug's interview scene is class and the next one was um doug's defo going to be attacked by hornets as soon as he said the word hornet you knew yeah so so she essentially turned that interview which was supposed to be her opening up to him into finding stuff up, up finding stuff about him that she can then use later on against him. Yeah, so Lily admits, so when he's, when he gives his confession and says about the hornet, about how he was stung when he was younger, he's like, right, what about you? And she says, um, myself. And he's like, well, why do you scare yourself? And he said, she says, because I have bad thoughts. And it's about certain people like Doug. Yeah. And then this one's really good as well, because then she says, uh, she's like, okay, next question, and takes the questionnaire, and she says, do you worry about what's going to happen? And Doug goes, no. And she says, that should be a yes. Yeah. And Doug is really disturbed by Lily, and he says he'll call a specialist in the morning, like he's, he's yeah. concerned about her, she's a risk. So Lily and Emily are eating dinner, and Lily is trying to be kind, and apart from when she's fucking picking those peas off a knife. Yeah. Because I think I'd stab her. That's a massive over-exaggeration. I would not stab someone over peas. But she says, she's trying to be kind, and she says, you know, I'll brush your hair, I'll do this, I'll do this. And Emily's really off with her, and Lily definitely spots it. 
So then Doug's phone rings and it goes all staticky and you, he starts hearing a buzzing. I love this scene. It's yeah, such a good, good scene. And it's so gross as well without it being like gory. gory. Yeah. It's, it's gross. And he pulls a hornet out of his ear. Yeah. Did it Did it not send shivers down your spine when you were I don't know. It? I, I was, I didn't, it, it was a really good scene, but that type of stuff like it's, it's mean, but it's not. It don't make my skin crawl. I, I, I oh, was just it makes like, my Ugh. skin crawl. So then, th- there's other hot on its creeping all over the place. They're all over his back. He keeps hearing static, and then suddenly, out all the hornets appear out of his eyes, his nostrils, his mouth, and he snaps his own neck, which is pretty pretty vile. Yeah. And then smacks his head on the toilet bowl as he goes down, and obviously that's the end of Doug. I was quite sad that Doug went. Yeah, he was a good guy. He was a nice. Well, didn't character. put it down as suicide. Yeah, he killed himself. Which is strange. Like, like how do you it, do it that? It didn't look like a, It wouldn't have looked like a suicide. I can understand how Mike looked like a suicide. Yeah, but not. not but Doug. not Doug. So then, it's the funeral, and Emily and Lily are there, and Lily tries to hold Emily's hand, but she pulls it away, and Lily's like, "Oh no, this yeah. shit up. Have the game's up, sort of thing." Well, I think Lily knows regardless of what she does because Lily, later on when um, Emily goes to visit Lily's mum, she says, like, how is my mum? So I think Lily, being a demon, just mm. knows stuff anyway. Like, yeah. she knows about things. So they're ruling it as a suicide and she goes to Mike because she suspects uh, that something's going something's going on. She pulls up the parents' interview tapes and... They said that they were really upset, the parents. So when the police interviewed them, they're saying, like, since she'd been born, Eddie and Margaret had had a lot of siblings, so they had yeah. loads of brothers and sisters. But within the first few months, they all died. Yeah. Like, for no reason. One, well, one reason or another, they just started dying off. And she goes to visit them at a psychiatric unit, but Margaret is in no fit state because she feels like she's burning and yeah, she was boring. Yeah. yeah, and... They go to she goes to visit Eddie instead, and Eddie says she has the soul of a demon inside her. And at this point, Emily's like, "Oh no, actually, you know, I can quite happily yeah. see this." It's like, a really good scene when he's the straitjacket scene again. Like, there's good camera work in it. It, it was really well done. Yeah, and it, you know, he says we, you can't get rid of her. You've just got you've got to kill her. Yeah. So Emily demon proofs the house when she gets back, which makes me laugh. She's hiding all these knives and shit in cupboards, and I'm like, if she wanted to, she could definitely open that yeah. cupboard and just get into it. But she then goes to ask if Lily can be given up as well. She's because she says, you know, she asks Nancy, I believe the head. She tries to pass worker. her on to another family, which is that's a bit of a character flaw there. It she is. just tries to palm it on to someone else. And Nancy's quite offended that. Emily would ask that. She's like, she's in a stable home. She's got somebody who can cater for all her needs. Like, yeah. why would I put her at the top of my list right now? It's, you know, it's the best place for her. And she ends up collecting Emily from group therapy and catches a whispering into another girl's ear. And she comes in and yanks yeah. her arm away in front of the group therapy. And the woman who runs the group therapy is quite understandable. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And it that reminds me of the scene in Orphan when... Kate runs up to her in the hospital and smacks her yeah. around the face just because she thought she was gonna ki- uh, she was gonna kill the brother. Yeah. And uh, Emily says, "You're not going back there again." And or uh, they're waiting at the elevator, and Lily's like, "Why, Emily? Why, Emily?" And I was just like, "That, well, that is fucking annoying yeah. in its sense." 
and she ends they end up getting in the elevator and she ends up setting the elevator off so it starts flying down and that's the point where you're like yeah yeah but it was only a vision wasn't it yeah it was only a vision but what i did like was just before this happened she was whispering in the girl's ear her mouth was the mouth of the demon was it did you notice that oh you had a shit copy didn't you but yeah her mouth was it had like uh, like varicose veins all across it like that and the mouth was wider and i was like that's quite clever but emily sort of you know, says, you, you can go back, that's fine. And then it stops. So Emily then goes to tell Mike that Lily is a demon, but he thinks she's going absolutely mad. And Emily puts locks on the doors. She ends up kicking off at work to another parent because she's exhausted because she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to be at home. Yeah. Understandably with Lily. So she's staying at work, but then she says, uh, Shut the fuck up, you miserable woman, before I beat your ass like you beat your sons. Yeah. I know your address. And I was like, holy shit. Stressed out. But then Wayne's like, I don't think you're in any position to be here. I was like, surely you would get the sack you get for the that. get the sack for that, yeah. Surely H- you would. HR would be straight on that. Surely you would get the sack. So then... Well, that's we... just a vision in it, because then don't they all disappear? Like, she's in the office by herself. Like, yeah. Wayne gives her a phone, she answers it. And it's uh, Lily, so I can't remember what she said. Like, Why have you left me home alone, mummy, or something? Yeah. And then when she hangs her phone up, the phone's gone, Wayne's gone, everyone's gone. So is that just a, a vision in itself? So then it cuts to being at home and there's like this big chase scene and then there's like a vision of Margaret all burned and yeah. like charred and she's chasing her. And I love that it doesn't just end at the house. Yeah, it like going. It, it follows was, it was her. a good scene, that. So she ends up on a bus and she's screaming, saying, you need to drive, you need to drive. And the bus driver's like, there's nothing there. Yeah. You know, there's nothing here. And she ends up in the car and Lily's just suddenly next to her. And she says, you have to do whatever I say. If you do whatever I say, then everything's going to be okay. So if I want ice cream, I get ice cream. If I want a new dress, you have to do it. And it's so clinically cold. Yeah. But what I don't understand is why does a demon want that? It's a very I, I, confusing. I, I think I, I think this is what the film does well when it gets to the end as well. Is it doesn't try and separate the child from the demon. I, I was open like, oh, don't let this be a savior story because yeah. you never exorcism and that, all that, that. Yeah, that's fine if you see the child before it was possessed because you've got an attachment to it. Like this is how she was before. Then when the demon took over it, she was like this, and now we want the old one back. Yeah, was this one from the get go? It's always been inside her, so there was no like. Oh, let's save the girl. Like at, at the end, the the girl's dead, but the girl is the girl and the demon are one. It's not. Yeah. It's not a separate entity. It's inside her. The film just portrays She's it as, just as one. Demon. Yeah. So, I'm guess I'm guessing this is all just a mind fuck. It's just trying to wind up and make it seem like you've got me for life. Like you'll do as I tell you to do. Like again, just making a making a scare because that's what she feeds off, doesn't it? That's that's yeah. that's the only way she can get get what she wants and all these threats is if she's is if the the guardian is scared of her. Definitely. So Emily goes to work and then Nancy calls her over, who's like the head social worker case, and she says she's found a foster family for uh, Lily, but they have two other children. And Emily looks at the picture of the two kids and like the parents, and she's like, I can't do that. Because yeah. she knows that she'll kill the children. Yeah. And so she's like, right, okay. And now she's got a time limit on things because they say they're coming to get her on Friday. Yeah. And she's like, right, shit, no, I've got to, I've got to get rid of her before, before Friday. So she has to wait until she's asleep in order to attack her. That's what Eddie said, to be able to get rid of her, because you've got the upper hand then. So the mother is 
burning in her own personal hell oven still. But the dad then sits down to eat. So this is in a separate part of the psychiatric unit. And the guy's eat, uh, opposite him is eating peas just like Lily did. did. Yeah. And she says uh, something about something about blah, 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 dad. Yeah. Or whatever like that. And she's taken over it. And a massive fight ensues. And he gets a fork to the eye. Yeah, gets, falls on a fork, doesn't he? Oh, God. Bad way to go. Bad way to go. So Mike reveals that Lily actually did call Doug. He's he's now on board. And I yeah. like this film. I like the fact that they're not trying to make excuses for Lily. Like yeah. Mike's like, even as a police officer, he's like, no, there's something not right here. Yeah. You are right. And so he, he says he's going to help. And then Emily comes back in and the case files are all over the place. And meanwhile, Mike is hiding a shotgun. Yeah in his pocket well his pocket his jacket sleeve and he's on his way out and you can hear like the growling of a police dog yeah and he, he's sort of getting more and more wary about it and he runs to his car but the police dog's behind him in the car and so he's like biting at his neck and he uses the gun to take a shot but kills himself in yeah. the process which is such a good scene yeah it was a good way to go like it was not not as in like a good way to go as in that's how you want to die but I think the actors got quite justifiable deaths. Like the way they went was it like each one of them was entertaining and interesting. Yeah. And it was it was like that one I dogs I can't really account for suicide much because it it didn't look anything like it could be suicide. Yeah. However, Mike's does. Like <coughs> yeah, especially if there was no head, yeah. especially if the dog was a vision. Yeah. And definitely. nothing had got to it. If they'd all worked out that these were visions, yeah. then they'd have been fine. But that is terrifying. It is, yeah. You're right. So, Emily shouts at Lily, get out of my house. And then Lily yells, don't yell at me. And she, the demon face fully comes out. See, that for me was a bit meh. Like, meh. I, I didn't like the way the demon looked. I didn't like the voice it used. Like, I feel like with a demon voice, you've got so much potential to make it sound as fucking dark as possible. And I know what they did here, because they didn't... They tried to merge demon voice and the child actor's voice together, so yeah. it didn't sound like... It was just a complete different... But it, it just sounded quite cartoony to me, and even even the look of demons. You know, the only part of the demon, like, actual visual representa representation I liked in this film was when he reached out the fucking headlight of the car to try and oh, gather, and, and you could see its claws and stuff, and I was like, oh, I wish I fucking saw more It reminded like me of, you know, Paul, the alien. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I just thought of when I saw it, because it looked so accurate. But... Emily ends up hiding under the bed in the scene and this is creepy as fuck. Yeah. And she just sort of like pulls herself in. It's a really weird way how she does it. She sort of like yeah. army crawls, but really smoothly. It's like between an army crawl and a snake slithering. Yeah. And Emily's just like, what do you want? And she just says, I want you to love me. We're also very weird. Like... Do you think it had gradually got worse and worse as she got older and more demonic? Like, it starts with, I want ice cream. You know, would you be able to put up with that demon for a while? No, because the whole point of her is to... I think I think the worst... Like, the hardest thing for Emily to have had to do in that situation was to love her. And that... that she the, the demon would have known the pain and suffering that would have caused her and, and how hard it would have been, and that's mm. what it wanted. It, did, it didn't want her to leave. It, didn't want, it just wanted to see her in pain every single day. And by doing that, it's like, right, I want ice cream, I get ice cream. Like I want you to love me. Like it's almost like teasing her, like saying like I want, I want the one thing that you you can't do. You cannot love me. Like you know what I am. Yeah. But I want you to love me. It's like it's like the impossible. That's I think that's why she said it. 
So she ends up agreeing and says she'll, and but she spikes Lily's tea, yeah. and so she puts sleeping pills that she got from the doctor previously. Which I like that she just doesn't randomly have sleeping yeah. pills in the cupboard. Like there was an explanation for it all and things like that. And Lily sort of goes to drink it, and she's like, "Maybe you should have it. You look stressed." And she's like, "I'll have one later." Surely the demon would know. The that demon, she's the demon did know. That's why she escaped, didn't she? I think that's why she escaped. She did. She'd have busted out the window before the room was set on fire. I think I think that line was a hint to I know what you're doing, like for the audience to catch on saying, shouldn't you have one? Like that, I think that towards was a wink from like the Lily saying, I know, <laughs> like, like, I know, I know what she's done. Do you oh know my what god, I mean? what is it called? <laughs> is it Bad Neighbors too, where it's like it's the calling card. It's a calling card. <laughs> yeah, he writes something in Hebrew, doesn't he? <laughs> that On the letter, that is yeah. so funny. It's like it's a wink. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, we it's got like, you. It's like, yeah, you're going to do that after the heist has happened. We haven't done the heist yet. That is, that is so it. good. It's I'm going to have to watch that. I love that film. Because it just makes me piss. It's so funny. But uh, Emily doesn't just settle with the oven. She, like, full on sets the place on fire. She's like, nah, Dad, I don't really give a shit. Well, it's she takes fine. a fish, which I like. Yeah, she takes the fish, which is nice. But that looks very suspicious in itself. Taking the fish? Yeah, yeah. I think at this point Emily accepted like she, I, I don't I think she kept yeah she, I think she accepted it that's why the parents like they accepted it like I think she understood what they was doing now like with the oven like they knew there was no way to get out of it but they just had to get rid of whatever yeah. that was so the fireman asks if anyone else was inside and Emily turns to go say no so to like try and avoid contact but then Lily's just standing there yeah. in a red coat and she holds she like holds her hand and she's like what, along, one, one of the be- one of the best lines of the film was she's holding her hand just goes well that was mean and I just thought that <laughs> well, that, that just mean. sums up the actor's performance like it was it was so like sarcastic and cocky which a 10 year old would not yeah. know how to do and that's why I loved it because it, it sounds weird coming from a little girl's mouth but it just it worked so well and I like it in the car where she's like maybe we can find a hotel with a swimming pool yeah. <laughs> she literally does not give a fuck that Emily has just tried to burn her alive she's just like hey, it's alright but then at this point, Emily loses it and she starts speeding. And Lily's like, she starts using Emily's mum against her. So it's like Emily has become her mother. Yeah. And the there's little Emily in the back, like her younger self. Yeah. And she's like, Emily's freaking out and she's screaming and she's upset. But then she sort of like thinks about it and she's like, it's it's not real and she's shouting it's not real it's not real because she's coming closer and closer to a lorry which I presume is what happened to her mum yeah and she breaks through Lily's visions and I really like this bit in fact I I said the other bit was my favourite scene but I just like this clip where Emily turns to look at her and Lily looks back at her and it's the first time she looks scared because she's like fuck she's worked out because this demon has no real power yeah it can just project visions yeah and so she and she says something. It's not like it's not nice um, to be scared or something like yeah, that, so is that, it? Yeah, just basically saying she's not scared of her anymore. No, like, are you scared? And oh, yeah, Lily looks it. at her and she's like, "Good" or something yeah. like that, and then starts speeding up. And they go. She drives straight into the lake, and uh, Emily tries to drown her. She's like, she's pulling her back into the hood of the car, and she thinks she's gotten away with it. She can get out. And then just at the last minute, the demon hand just flies yeah, through the good. tail light and grabs hold of her ankle. But she manages to get out. And then the film ends with Emily sitting on the pier, just chilling. She'd have definitely got arrested for that. Oh, she will have done. She'll have murdered a child. Yeah. Like, nobody else knew. 
that Lily was a demon. And you can't explain it because you just sound crazy. Yeah, I wonder so if, she knows she'll be... Isn't it horrible that some people who have committed like awful acts, like but like like schizophrenics and stuff, paranoid schizophrenics, like the stuff that they've done, like they have actually seen those things. They haven't mm. just done it because they wanted to hurt someone. Like, But explain it, they, they just sound crazy. It must it, be horrifying. I told you about that girl, didn't I? Yeah. Who did like the Q and A, and she had three bodies inside her, and like yeah. they, they people were asking her questions, and she was responding to different people. But she actually thinks those things exist. Yeah, that must terrifying. be terrifying. It must be. Can you imagine just seeing something? Yeah, it'd be awful. And schizophrenia can come up during at any point in your life. Like yeah. it can just be triggered by something. Like you always have like the strand apparently. But it can just be triggered all of a sudden, and that must be so scary. So it would be a good concept for a film. Not, I'm not saying this one because I, I did enjoy this one, but like you know how uh, Emily saved Lily. I'd like to see a film where like a similar thing happens, where someone saves a demon like that's possessed without realizing, and the demon gives them mercy. Like, but then it, it like as time goes on, she's the 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 protagonist realizes what she's done. She saved the demon and has to watch it go by, but the demon just refuses to kill her. But but like when she gets too close, he'll scare. Like do you know what I mean? Just like yeah, a cat and mouse that's game. quite like, good. Like the demon was saved and showed right mercy. Right it, Ollie. Write it. But the, a demon just doesn't show mercy, does it? No, the it demon. doesn't. That's the point of being a demon. It would love it more if someone saved it and it killed it, just to be like, fuck you. Fuck you. Right, fun facts, Sam. Okay, got? so what was the budget? Uh, three and a half million. Twenty-seven million. Fucking hell. It was a big budget. But you've got to remember you had like Renee yeah, Zellweger, Bradley actor, Cooper. Yeah. The guy who played Mike, I don't remember his name, but he's a big actor it as well. Looks like um, Sylvester Stallone a little bit. Yeah, he, little he's in quite a few things and he's he's a very big actor, so I can understand why the budget was as big as it was. Yeah. Uh, box office? How much did it cost to make? Twenty-seven million. Forty-six million. Twenty-eight point two million. It only Flop. just it, yeah, it, it, did, just it seems like more of a DVD film to be It fair. is, but it was a very, it was put, it was, well, I'm going to say it in my fun facts now. So the movie was scheduled to be released in 2008, but it was delayed twice until 2010 uh. for different reasons when it originally got its release. And then it had two budgets, which was very weird. So it had a first budget and a second budget. So I feel like they filmed it, brought it out. It didn't do so well, so they refilmed certain bits and then brought it out properly. Yeah. I feel like that's what they did. And so it didn't actually get properly released till 2010. And I don't remember seeing it at the cinema. So I, it must I, have been a, it. it must have been a straight to DVD. But as I say, I saw it on Sky Movies. Yeah. So it was it was just by chance I picked it up, but it was a good film. I'm glad I, I'm glad I saw it. So Lilith, which is what Lily's name actually was, is the name of a demonic entity in ancient Near East mythology, and it fits perfectly as this demon feeds on negative emotions. Nice. And so that's why she was called Lilith. While shooting a fire scene in the movie, the fire became out of control and burned the whole set down. Thankfully, nobody was seriously injured, and filming resumed the very next day because they had to fly equipment in from all over the world. Hence, probably, the massive the budget, boost on budget yeah. being bigger. Uh, lastly, in several scenes, Lilith is featured wearing or holding something red, red symbolising the devil. Nice. There you go. So, my would you rather... Now, I've got two. I'm going to ask you two this week. Because... Should I want to save one for another week? No, because okay. I feel it fits this film. It fits them both, so I'm going to do two. So, would you rather be possessed or watch someone you love become possessed? Have we not asked this before? Have we? I think we might have done. Ah, shitters. It's all right, I've got another one. I had a backup. Right, go with the other one. I'm sure we answered that one before. Right, right? so you are in the car with Lilith. 
and she is projecting a vision onto you, what would your vision be? Oh, that is a good one. Not what you said in the car. It doesn't have to be in the car, but like Lily, like if you had a if you had a weakness that Lilith got hold of, Being what would your vision be? Is that it? Being Probably, chased up the yeah. stairs. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I absolutely hate it. Before. I was expecting some real deep shit. Do you think I know why the reason it terrifies me so much is because if 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 you run at max, you can run at 50% speed yeah. and then run at 100% speed, there's a massive difference. Stairs, because because there's an incline, like you're putting in maximum effort, but you don't really feel like you're getting that far. You're just going up a step at a Yeah, but then the person so you're, you're, is chasing behind you. I, I know, but you don't think about that. I don't think, oh, they're struggling behind me. I think, fuck. <laughs> I have a moment I think now. I wonder what percentage they're doing it. I, I just think, fuck, I'm being chased. And I, I, um, I guess maybe, like one of the, see, well, I'm not, right, I'm, I'll just disclose this. I'm not scared of spiders per se. Like, I don't really like them, but I also don't look at one and think, kill it. Like, I'd rather, I'd I rather. I killed a massive spider last night. See, I'd, I'd rather, huge. I'd rather catch and release a spider than I would kill it. I but the scene out of, is it Chamber of Secrets in the yeah. woods? That that Aragorn. would be fucking terrifying. So I'd probably say that'd be my vision. Like just that even even though scary. I'm not Ooh. even though I'm not scared of spiders, but like when they're fucking that big and just that that made my skin crawl because there was so many fucking spiders and they were massive and just cowering in on them. I just thought, oh god, that must be horrible. Or like Hong Kong where they're in the Hong Kong fucking hell, King Kong. <laughs> Wait, let me write that down. Give me your pen. Why is that the title? Yeah, Hong Kong King Kong. Um, <laughs> when they're in a uh, King Kong, when they're in that ravine and it's fucking that they've got all them bugs and shit coming after them giant bugs. oh yeah that's such that, a gross that'd be, that'd one that'll be another horrible one that is gross what about you um it probably would be having like my achilles heel cut yeah yeah like my tendon going to a taylor swift concert and someone already using your ticket and you get turned away oh, at the shit, gate don't. i've just got a sweat like a, <laughs> a sheen of sweat just like ooh, exceeded them yeah it'd probably be like my Achilles heel. Achilles and then heels having being to cut. Getting, and then getting to heels walk. cut and then having to get away from whoever's cut you. Like the thought of it, I know I'm, I, I, it looks like I'm being you, dramatic, got, but you've actually. Got, you've got wing mirrors on your shoulders so you can see your heels as you're walking. Don't, Ollie. <laughs> you asked the fucking like question. Yeah, but you didn't have to fucking bring wing mirrors into it. Hong Kong, King Kong. So my, my film for next week is oh, is it A Haunted House? Haunted, haunted house. house. Is that what it's called? Just Haunted House? Yeah. Right, bit bit of a switch up. We haven't done one of these since like scary movie yeah, times. Yeah, scary movie was our last, film, so. our last one, wasn't it? So we'll give that one a shot then. Okay. All right, thanks for listening. All right, see you later. Bye.